even wrong in this situation. He took a pinch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Lee. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with Jeremy's Bob Pearl Harbor? The castration of the major league baseball managers. We know it. Ask me about my winner. What's going on, everybody? Uh, a lot of times you you think I I could be very predictable in what my takes are going to be. You've heard me speak about how I feel about Draymond Green and what I believe is going to ultimately lead to his team's demise. And I think a lot of it is he can't control the way he acts. I think he's a very emotional player. I think he believes that things should be called the same way for him that they should be for other players. But in this case, I'm going to stick up for Draymond Green. I believe if he if he's, his con contest is the fact that DeMontis Sabonis is getting away with more calls, more pushing, more shoving than he is, then he may not be 100% in the wrong. So up to that point, I'm willing to side with Draymond Green. Unfortunately, after that, I can't. Draymond Green has to understand his reputation in this league, whether he agrees with it or disagrees with it, whether he's happy about it or not, whether he thinks he's getting unfair treatment or not. He has to understand that there is a bullseye on the back of his shirt or the front of his shirt or maybe even on his face and that things are going to be called a little bit differently for him because of his reputation. And he put the Golden State Warriors, even though Steve Kerr and a lot of the Warriors players disagreed with him being suspended for Game 3 of the first round series against the Sacramento Kings, you could talk about the fact that Draymond Green's won four NBA championships. He's part of a dynasty, one of the better dynasties we're seeing in sports right now. Now, does his suspension put the Warriors in a very compromised position? Yes. And I also believe it could be could have been avoided. He didn't have to step on the man's chest, on the man's stomach. He could have avoided the ejection. He could have avoided the suspension. And he could have been front and center on the court for the Warriors as they get set to play game three against the Sacramento Kings. The other element when it comes to Max Scherzer, and anybody that knows me knows that I've been a huge Max Scherzer fan long before he ever wore the Mets blue and orange. I was a fan of Max Scherzer when he was winning Cy Youngs with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, even though I've been a Mets fan my entire life, always had a soft spot for Max Scherzer, even when he was pitching for the Washington Nationals. You know, Never wanted to see him beat the Mets, but at the same time, I was, I was totally cool with Max Scherzer going out there and balling like he did for the near seven years that he pitched for the Washington Nationals. Now, he, he's in a spot where, you know, there's a couple things you want to battle from the player standpoint, from the rules standpoint, from maybe the umpire standpoint. Ron Culpa is, is the only umpire to eject a player for any sort of foreign substance being on a given glove or um, on a hand 
which is the accusation when it comes to Scherzer right here. And listen, if you're a Mets fan, you, I think you, the first instinct is to want to get around this and to want to somehow put this at a fault that somebody that's not Max Scherzer. And I've heard multiple people say it, including Ron Darling and Gary Cohen, the fact that you probably can find some sort of substance on any pitcher's hand or glove, whether it's the use of the rosin bag, whether it's water, whether it's sweat, moisture, there could be an accusation that there is something being used to enhance the stickiness of the ball. Is it spider tack? Is it not spider tack? I, I think we could agree in a situation that we do not know exactly what, whether there was a, a foreign substance put on Scherzer's glove, but you got to understand that he is right now in a compromised position. He's been ejected from a game by an umpire in a sport that is looking to crack down on this. Now, once again, baseball has done a very bad job. They've they've said, hey, let's do something with the baseball. Let's try to come up with something that allows the pitchers to be able to grip the ball correctly. And, you know, particularly in bad weather. You know, if it's a cold day, you, you want to be able to hold on to the baseball because the pitchers, if they don't have control of the baseball, that's when players can get hurt. You know, they're throwing 95-plus, a ball gets away, ends up smacking into a, a, a player. You know, you don't want to see injuries like that. You don't want to see a repeat of Ray Chapman of 1920 when he was killed by a, a, an up-and-in pitch thrown by Carl Mays of the Yankees. So, listen... I think the Mets are going to have to operate as if they're going to lose Scherzer for 10 games. Does that make Max Scherzer a cheater? I, I don't have any evidence that that he did anything that was crazily different or, or uh, um, you know ridiculously different than what most other pitchers are using. So my only contention is the fact that, hey, if baseball is going to crack down on this, then you're going to see more pitchers uh, have some sort of residue, whether it's rosin mixed with water and sweat and snot, whatever it is, you're going to see more pitchers be ejected from games and subsequently suspended. And I don't know if that's the way baseball intended to do this. Um, they wanted to get rid of spider attack. They wanted to get rid of the, the certain substances that were giving the pitchers an unfair advantage. Now, you still have that unclear category of what rosin and water and sweat is supposed to look like. So as we move into today's version of Saving Sports History, today is the 19th day of April 2023. In the year of 1897, you had the first ever Boston Marathon. And today happens to be the anniversary of several Boston Marathons. And if you followed the recent history, Patriots Day, the 11 a.m. start for the Boston Red Sox game, John J. McDermott was the winner of the first ever Boston Marathon, in case you didn't know that. Um, it was inspired by the 1896 Olympic Marathon, which they ran for the first time in, in the Olympics that year. In 1947, the Stanley Cup Finals, the Toronto Maple Leafs defeated the Montreal Canadiens four games to two to win the Stanley Cup. 1949, Babe Ruth was uh, given a monument outside, inside of Yankee Stadium. And this is, of, of course, right after his death about a year earlier. 1960, baseball begins displaying names, teams, 
uh, of the players on the back of their uniforms. This was a, a, a monumental uh, occurrence in baseball, probably from a press standpoint of being able to identify certain players. Remember, the Yankees still have not put names on the back of their jerseys. And if you're a Yankee fan and you wear a jersey and you can't wait to get Judge or Jeter or whatever name on the back of the jersey, just understand that you're a half-ass fan. And I'm going to continue to pound this point home. The Yankee uniforms don't have names on the back of their jerseys. So if you consider yourself a legitimate Yankee fan, and part of it's marketing, part of it's all those jerseys that are created with the stupid names on the back of the jersey, which they shouldn't do it. You know, if these things didn't exist, fans wouldn't buy them. But if you know your head from your asshole, you'll know that the Yankees don't have the names on the back of their freaking jerseys. So... Stop buying jerseys with names on the back of them. And maybe from a marketing standpoint, maybe these uh, companies, these baseball jersey-making companies will stop doing it. I digress. 1981, the Oakland Athletics won their 11th consecutive game to start the season. 1986, Michael Spinks beats Larry Holmes in 15 rounds to retain the heavyweight title. This was a rematch from a 1985 match where Holmes lost his title for the first time in seven years to Spinks, and Spinks was able to retain it in a, in a win and a rematch. 1987, same day, the Milwaukee Brewers won their 12th consecutive game, setting an American League record to start the season. They were 12-0 at that point. They would win one more before losing their first game. 1991, Evander Holyfield defeats George Foreman, to retain his heavy in 12 rounds to retain his heavyweight title 1996 the Texas Rangers score 16 runs in the eighth inning against the Baltimore Orioles en route to a, a victory in 2021 Patrick Marlowe in Las Vegas Nevada playing for the San Jose Sharks broke Gordy Howe's record for most games played in National Hockey League history birthdays on the 19th day of April uh, Harry Kraft, longtime Major League Baseball player and manager, was born on this day in 1915. Jack Pardee, the longtime head coach of the Houston Oilers, and of course Washington Redskins, and was involved in football for a long time, was also a college football Hall of Famer as a linebacker, uh, was born on this day in 1936. Frank Viola, Sweet Music, 20-game winner for the Mets, Cy Young Award winner for the Minnesota Twins, World Series champion with them in 1987. Was born on this day in 1960. Legendary NASCAR driver. Al Unser Jr. was born on this day in 1962. Uh, future Hall of Fame safety from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Troy Palomalo, was born on this day in 1981. Minnesota Twins catcher and uh, three-time batting champion and MVP of the American League, Joe Maurer was born on this day in 1983. Uh, WNBA star player, Candace Parker, was born on this day in 1986. And uh, women's tennis star, Maria Sharapova, was born on this day in 1987. 1947, Charles Bidwell, the longtime NFL owner, passed away. Ross Hodges, the great Giants broadcaster, died on this day in 1971. Doc Blanchard, College Football Hall of Fame fullback, Heisman Trophy winner in 1945, and national champion in 1944, 45, 46, play for Army, 
passed away on this day in 2009. This is the Past Ball Show brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Aloysius Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by two ways, one passion food truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Of course, the Past Ball Show can be found on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Stay tuned. We're going to do the one-minute shorts. I got a couple more ideas that are going to be in the mix. Please feel free to comment, say anything that's on your mind. I promise I will respond to 100% of comments on my YouTube page. God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side. The Chicago Cubs lost their opening day. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the friggin' World Series? I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. Now they come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. It'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude played, the dude disguises another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. And what side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside to hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if you were a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at They put their tail between their legs and decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. Thirty-five years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion. 